What's going on, guys? Welcome back into It's Call Football. My name is Otis. <laughs> my name's Jose. Let me put on my glasses. Fam, it's okay. Um, it's been a while. Uh, we took a, about a week off, maybe two. Um, just refresh ourselves, has some personal stuff going on. And luckily enough, uh, we missed the end of the transfer window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we didn't pick the best week. But we're back, and we're going to do a very quick recap of everything that we've missed. And uh, check out some of the good stuff that just happened today. Yeah. Starting off uh, with transfer news, the end of the January transfer window. And Arsenal got two signings done. Uh, the first being Pablo Mari, a Spanish defender playing for Flamingo. Second one being Cedric Suarez, Southampton player, fullback, who I'm personally actually a really big fan of. Yeah, I think he's a decent player. He's Premier League proven. Um, I think he definitely has the ability to put in a solid... 7 out of 10 performance week in and week out. Yeah. And I think and he'll challenge Bellerin, which is the biggest thing. Definitely. I think uh, Arteta's made it clear that he doesn't necessarily want the jack-of-all-trades player, like Maitland-Naus, to stay in the fullback position. He's made it very clear that he and Saka are not fullbacks in the long term. Uh, whether that means they're going to stay, we'll see. Um, Maitland-Naus definitely has a lot to prove at this point. But... He has every intention of playing in the midfield, so maybe we'll see that. Um, as far as Pablo Mari goes, uh, it's another loan deal. They're both loan deals. Uh, Cedric Suarez has six months left on his initial contract, so we can sign him on a free. And Pablo Mari has an option to buy at the end. So um, two low-risk options that could really help us out as far as depth, because Arsenal have a lot of work to do. Yes. Simple as that. Moving on to another club with a lot of work to do. Man United signed... Yeah. Um, Bruno Fernandez. Yes, they did. <laughs> On our little outline, he said, man, uh, you get Marcos. Shout out Marcos. Um, <laughs> yeah, so obviously we all know attacking midfielder from um, sporting. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue, please. He's really highly rated. They've been in talks with him for a long time now, but is he the guy to get that midfield right? Because I think we can all agree, um, even with the departure of Ashley Young and uh, Alexi Sanchez not coming back to United, everything seems to kind of fall apart in the midfield for you, United. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My bad. I read Man U. Clearly we're a little rusty. Um, Yeah. I think the fact that you don't have Pogba at his best, you know, the fact that you've got guys like Fred and Pereira in the midfield doesn't necessarily help the case. I think Bruno was is coming from a team that was built around him. Yeah, definitely. The system, the team, the players was built around Bruno. And he's coming into a team where, it's, to be honest with you... It's know, not very built, period. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think yeah. they know what they're doing. I think they're trying to just grind the season out, and then they're going to splash a cash on the people that Ollie wants. You really think Ollie's going to stay after this season? Should he and will he are totally different questions. Good point. Um, Especially when you're talking about Ed Woodward and the Glazers. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, that being said, Man United fans have showed up at uh, Ed Woodward's house yelling that they're going to kill him, lighting fire, stuff like that. That's Throwing nonsense. stuff over the fence yeah. into his actual um, yard and all that kind of stuff, which is, which is absolutely insane. Guys, at the end of the day, it's a freaking game. Yeah, don't. It's a game. Don't do that. Chill out. Don't kill people. Um, don't throw fires. Don't. Don't be a shit. As the Glazers, just don't. Yeah. Um, now moving on to Spurs, who, hopping all around England right now. Yeah, Spurs, who who were actually pretty active this transfer window. 
Um, inter, or I'm sorry, Inter finally confirmed Ericsson. Yeah. Um, and Bergeron joins from P- PSV. Yeah, um, and Bergeron in his first game against uh, Manchester City scored the first of two goals and uh, looked like a threat the whole time. You know, I'm, I think we're both really big fans of Dutch players in general. 100%. But uh, Bergwijn is one of those young, charismatic talents, and he's super fast. So it <laughs> really makes sense how he'd be suited to the Prem. Yep. He's quick, he's got skill, and he can play a physical game. Yeah. So he is perfectly suited for the Premier League. And as far as Spurs goes, he's going to fit perfectly as another fast option. And uh, him, Son, and Lucas Mora make a, a lethal Lethal front pairing, you know. Uh, I Harry Kane is going to get a spot because of merit. Or, I'm sorry, because of his prestige, being England captain, all that. Right. But honestly, we've said it for a few months now. Uh, sorry, for over a year. Spurs played better without Harry Kane. And this might just cement that further. Uh, we are definitely going to move on, but I want to ask you, who's going to do better in their respective move? Bergwijn at Spurs or Eriksen at Inter? I am maybe my bias for, you know, my love for Dutch players, the Dutch national team, you know, the Netherlands as a whole. I think Bergeron's going to do better, personally. I think he's going to fit better at Spurs. I think that, um, you know, who has a better chance at winning trophies? Ericsson, 100%. Definitely. But who, <laughs> he said who, it himself. But who is, who's going to do better individually? I definitely think it's going to be Bergeron. Because I think he's going to, I think Ericsson will find that, you know, even though he's a big name, he's still going to have to work week in, week out to earn his side and into in uh, earn his spot, excuse me, in Antonio Conte's side. Whereas Bergwijn, you know, he's almost like who else are you going to play? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, sure you've got more, sure you've got Song, but with Harry Kane injured, you know, one of them is going to have to play up top. What's crazy is we're talking about a superstar in Christian Eriksen, and entering his prime, he's not an old player or anything like that. Um, so I think he could very well surprise us all, but just seeing the the physical attributes of Bridgewine, it's built to score goals. So definitely excited to see both of those. Yeah. Um, sticking with Spurs before we move uh, to Spain, Deli Alley has released an apology for a uh, racist Snapchat video that he released. Um, well, I haven't seen the actual video. I can't Neither have I. find yeah. it anywhere. Um, but according to reports, he made some type of, of uh, joke about a, um, an Asian man on his flight. Um, and obviously that has to do with the coronavirus that's going around, and there's been a lot of normalized racism against um, Asian people, people of Asian descent. You know? As well as we've seen with other illnesses like the bird f- or the swine flu, swine flu. Uh, Ebola. Right. Don't be assholes, guys. Yeah. Like, I, it, and, can, it can be easy to get caught up in all the memes and all the jokes that fly around on Twitter. Uh, but if you're a professional athlete and you have a platform and a voice... Have you, the discretion to recognize what is crossing a boundary. Exactly. Like, if you want to send that to your mates, like, if you want to send that to the guys at Spurs and they all have a laugh, that's, that's you know, it's up to you. Nobody from the public ever sees that. But you put that out there in your, in your Snapchat story where you've got millions of people following you. You're asking for trouble. Exactly, 100%. And he took it down. He apologized for the video, but still. It, it now, was a very phoned-in apology. 100%. Opinion. He didn't mean um, any of it. No, no. We should see some sort of punishment. I was going to say, now are we going to see part of it? Obviously, you saw Bernardo Silva get a one-match ban for his racist tweet uh, when he was joking around with uh, Benjamin Mindy. Will you see the same response to Deli Alley? Who knows? Because he's an English guy. 
I feel like we should have our own segment, like racism in football. Because every week it feels like something new. <laughs> because it is something new. <laughs> but it's also an opportunity to speak about these things. And, exactly. You know, advocate for better judgment, exactly. really, at 100%. the end of the day. Now, like you said, we're going to Spain. Uh, Real Madrid are flying again. Yeah, they're doing all right. And, of course, it's Zidane. But the person who just scored that we're going to shout out is Luka Jovic. Yes, he finally scored his second goal in La Liga. And we are in February. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's getting game time. And uh, they could have easily shipped him out in January. But I think Zidane, I don't know if he has a plan for him, but he definitely wants to at least give him a chance. Exactly. Which and is I, how it should be. And I think the uh, a lot of the, the rumors coming out about Jovic leaving was from Florentino Perez and not Zidane. So, obviously, you can see that there's a lot of difference between what Florentino Perez wants and what Zidane wants. Zidane wants Pogba. Perez doesn't. He wants Mbappe and, and De Bruyne. You know, so there's a there's you know, a difference in ideology, I guess, the way they think that the club needs to move forward. Definitely. And the same criticisms that I've always said about Real Madrid, how um, superficial it feels for me, is how I'm starting to feel about Barcelona. Um, you know, today... They uh, beat Real Betis 3-2, and with the new uh, manager, Kike Setien, uh, however you say it. I think you said it right. Attacking-wise, they're starting to fly again. You know, Messi had a hat-trick of assists in this game alone, and he scored, or he's assisted their last five. But defensively, they look like Arsenal. You know, uh, Emery era. <laughs> Ooh. And now you're seeing this drama between Eric Abidal the sporting director, uh, calling out the team, saying that they weren't performing enough, and Messi saying that that's rubbish, and that he should take responsibility for the mistake of signing uh, the past few managers that they've had. It's... As someone who's definitely more biased for Barcelona, Real Madrid seemed to handle this kind of drama and controversy with Florentino Perez and the rest of his staff a lot more gracefully than Barcelona's done it. I think because they've dealt with it longer. Very, very true. 100%. Um, again, you know, Barca have been okay under Kike Setien. I also think it may be a little too early to judge what he's going to do with them. It takes time to instill um, your values and your belief, uh, your uh, tactics, rather. Especially when you're coming from a guy like, you know, Valverde. You're switching. You're doing 180. I disagree. Sack him. Throw fires at his house. Okay. Ransack his fences. Don't do that. But, uh, okay, moving on, the Milan Derby, uh, this one ended 4-2 to enter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Zlatan got his goal and an assist. Both in the first half. It was, uh, I believe, tied to all, uh, heading into halftime. And then Inter Milan just put on the afterburners. They put on Eriksson. Uh, Sanchez had an assist. So, uh, Ashley Young played the full game. So He's still got a 90 in him, yeah. Yeah, um... Milan just have so much more depth. Even though they like shipped out Politano to Napoli, uh, they have so much more depth than Milan, and then most teams, in my opinion. And seeing them in the Europa League is bound to scare anybody, yeah. honestly. Uh, I think term, I'd favorites. love to see. They probably are and should be. I'd love to see. Uh, oh, no, never mind. Chelsea moved on to the round of 16, and the, yep. Uh, yep. I'd love to see Conte play against Chelsea. That's not I happening this to. year. Maybe next year. 
Hopefully next year. Yeah, maybe next year. They can meet in the Europa League. Hopefully. <laughs> you know, with the way Sheffield United are playing, they just might. <laughs> really, who knows? Um, and last uh, review from this weekend, we've got Bayern versus Leipzig. This one ended nil-nil, but this is interesting because what does this mean for the title race? Leipzig only one point behind Bayern. Yeah, no games in hand, nothing like that. Uh, it's still wide open. Dortmund are only four uh, points behind, I believe. And, you know, the likes of Freiburg have fallen behind, as we expected early right. on in the season. But Gladbach, Dortmund, Leipzig, and Bayern are all in it. Still so it's going to be super interesting to see. Um, I got I, one game I want to show. Oh, I was going to say, if you want to see a actual title race this season... Bundesliga. That's the only one. Well, Bundesliga. well La Liga. La Liga. La Liga. La Liga. But, yeah. I mean, if you want to see a title race between more than two teams, Bundesliga. Absolutely 100%. all the way. Really entertaining league. Fox Sports lets Americans see it, a lot of it. So, uh, stay tuned. You can also catch it here. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe. <laughs> Tell us what you want to talk about. Yes. But uh, we want to preview one game yep. before we move on. Uh, Chelsea versus Man United. Interesting match. United have to pick up the points. Uh, Chelsea's been stuttering, barely staying in the top four. What's going on? What's going to happen? Chelsea are going to win. It's at home. Stanford Bridge. United or United or shit. Um, I, I I I don't see how United beat Chelsea here. This has one one written all over it for me. I think United are that annoying bug that just doesn't seem to leave you. Interesting. Far cry from where they were 20 years ago. Definitely, but I think I think the counterattacking style is going to get the better of them. Bruno Fernandez will have at least two, three weeks by now, by the time they play. So I think I, got them I wouldn't be surprised if you saw drawing, a, I'm sorry. a late Rudiger header to, to win the game. Ooh, that's mighty specific. Yeah, I wouldn't. I like getting. Would you bet on that? I I'm not a betting man. Sponsorship? I, I, I don't get. Oh. I don't gamble. But never mind. Yeah, bet, <laughs> never mind. Bet bull. You want to sponsor <laughs> this? You know what I'm saying? I I tried it, bro. Yeah. All right, but uh, I think that's good on time. Uh, we kind of hit the main things we want to talk about. We're going to get a full-length podcast to you in the next weeks. Uh, definitely want to thank you for checking it out. Again, my name's Jose. Make sure to uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. I think that's it. Is that everything? Subscribe. Should we make like, a TikTok? Comment. Let us know. TikTok. Let us know. TikTok's popping right now. Don't forget to sign up for the Fantasy League. Winner gets a $50 gift card at the end. So... Marcos is still in the lead. I don't think anybody's going to catch him, but no. still sign up. No, sign up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been Otis. 